Welcome into another episode of our podcast, WeatherWise. I am, of course, meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and we have meteorologist Ulysses. Oh, wait, no, it's not Ulysses Garcia this week. Who do we have? Hi, meteorologist Sloan Haynes. I had to be a little bit of a geek right there. Uh, just, <laughs> we're excited here at 47 ABC because we have a new meteorologist. Of course, she just introduced herself, Sloan Haynes. And we're so excited to have her here. She is our morning and our noon weekday meteorologist. And uh, she just recently started. And Sloan, before we get into the big topic of today's podcast, which is actually about the summer solstice coming around, right around the corner, just a few days away. And we're going to talk about just the difference between uh, different heat advisories and warnings and something we might have to gear up for mm -hmm. uh, this upcoming summer. But let's talk about you first and just... Uh, Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you went to school, where you're from. So I moved around a bit growing up. I lived in Delaware, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Florida, but a majority of my life has been spent in the Mid-Atlantic. I recently graduated from Florida State University, where I studied meteorology and minored in applied mathematics. I decided to study meteorology because I lived in Florida for a few years of my life and was impacted by no tropical weather at all and then I moved back to New Jersey my uh, freshman year of high school and was impacted by Superstorm Sandy and this whole time I was thinking why now I lived in a state that was known for their hurricane season and was not really impacted by any tropical weather yeah. and now I'm in New Jersey I've gone through Hurricane Sandy and now I'm dealing with the cold and the snow side of it too so it just made me ask that question why and pushed me to study meteorology at Florida State. I love that. And I remember that about Florida because Florida was in a tropical drought for a while. Like mm -hmm. They weren't getting any landfalls of any type of tropical system, um, which is good. I mean, it's great to get a break, yeah. you know, when you go through rough times and seasons. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that is interesting. The moment you <laughs> go back to the Mid-Atlantic, <laughs> bam, Sandy hits. And we all yeah. remember Sandy uh, from this area, and that was a – a pretty crazy yeah. storm that did a lot of damage. So Yeah, I mean, the coverage of it was really what made me consider broadcast meteorology just because it was nonstop coverage on the storm and the meteorologist checking in with local officials to see how their towns were doing. That really pushed me to go into this direction. Yeah, and we all kind of have, you know, similar stories like that. Meteorologists, a, a certain weather event or the coverage of an event or maybe a teacher bringing up mm -hmm. weather and, and teaching you that um, does really influence us and you know gets us into our career path which yep. is where we are right now and every meteorologist can remember that event yes for sure yeah um mine was the blizzard of 96 which was way too long mm -hmm. ago but <laughs> we won't get into that today but welcome again sloan we're so excited to have you part of the team and thanks for introducing yourself for anyone that hasn't seen her on tv yet we wanted to make sure she had a chance to introduce yourself on our podcast. And it's going to be Ulysses Garcia. It's going to be Sloan Haynes. It's going to be myself, Daniel Johnson, kind of back and forth doing these podcasts um, every Wednesday. So we'll be here talking about different topics. We'll just kind of rotate meteorologists out at times. So let's talk about the summer solstice because it's Wednesday and the summer solstice is Saturday. So mm -hmm. right around the corner. It's already meteorological summer, which is June, July, and August, which is just mm -hmm. something meteorologists go by. And um, astronomical summer is what the summer solstice is. So 
If you want to talk a little bit about it, Sloan, what yeah. is the summer solstice? Um, I guess we'll concentrate on the northern hemisphere since that's where we mm -hmm. live. <laughs> so, you know, there's just a ton of history behind the summer solstice and ancient cultures studying how the sun affected us. And monuments were built like Stonehenge to follow how the sun moved. And I just think it's amazing that, you know, years back, people were thinking, like, why is this happening to us? Why are we getting warmer around this time of the year? And our seasons really depend on our tilt and our rotation around the sun. So when we reach the summer solstice, it means that the northern hemisphere is tilting more towards the sun than the southern hemisphere is. So we're experiencing summer in the northern hemisphere, but the southern hemisphere is experiencing their winter. So it really controls our seasons. Yeah, I always thought that was fascinating, and I still think that's fascinating, that when we're ex experiencing summer, mm -hmm. you know, in June and July and August, areas in the southern hemisphere are experiencing their winter in June, mm -hmm. July, yeah. and August. And People it just are flips. experiencing those cooler temperatures, some snow. They're getting those cooler weather, and we're getting these hot, hot temperatures. Yeah. And it's all due to that tilt um, yep. with the northern hemisphere. Because, of course, the Earth is tilted on its axis. And mm -hmm. uh, when the northern hemisphere is tilted towards those sun rays, those areas are experiencing summer. Um, mm -hmm. Another interesting note that a lot of people don't, you know, they're not aware of, is the Earth is actually, in terms of our summer in June, July, and August, the Earth is actually pretty far from the sun. Um, yeah. But when it comes to the summer solstice for the southern hemisphere, which is in December, um, when they're experiencing it, for example, Australia, that's why they get so hot sometimes. Like their heat is just unbelievable because they're mm -hmm. actually not only tilting towards the sun, but the earth is at its closest point to the sun as well um, when they're experiencing okay. summer. So we're kind of lucky in that way. We're not close to the sun, but we are tilted towards it. So... That's mm -hmm. always something I thought was interesting, and too. the summer solstice also marks some of the longest days of the year. So we're getting those long sunlight hours and the short nighttime hours, to yes. put it in simple terms. A.K.A. everyone's happy, usually. They love, yes. the, they love the longer days. Well, maybe not me because I'm waking up really early, so the sun's still out when I'm falling asleep. That but. is so true. <laughs> Sloan, what time do you get up in the morning? Just let everyone know. I get up at 1.45, oh, <laughs> but I go to bed at like 5 o'clock at night, so I haven't seen the sun set in a while. I try to stay up on Fridays to see the sun set. Oh, man. I remember those days. I used to work the morning shift, and, you know, there's, depending on the season, sometimes you, like, rarely, it depends, you know, you don't see that mm -hmm. sun um, when you're awake and you're up that early, of course. Um, well, you working the, the morning schedule, I've seen the sun rising a little earlier every day. And yes. I always point it out. I'm like, look, the sun's rising. <laughs> and only meteorologists would notice that. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're probably yeah. like, oh, look, it's up 30 seconds earlier than yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's just a kind of a quick um, definition of the summer solstice. But it actually occurs on Saturday, as we mentioned, June 20th. Yep. And it rings in at 543, right? Eastern yes, Daylight around time. that time. Yes. Uh, so it will begin at 543. That's the official time when we're tilted directly at the sun. So, And the summer solstice, of course, um, 
will be happening in just a few days. So we're going to start to see the days. They're still getting longer up until that mm -hmm. point, but the dates of the earliest sunrise and the latest sunset, they still vary by a few days. Yeah. Um, but the days will start to get shorter shortly after the, sol the solstice. But don't okay. worry, just because they're getting shorter, you know, it's, we're still going to have some pretty long days. Yeah. Um, it's only shorter by a few minutes, not yeah. a full hour yet. So we're, we're good. <laughs> exactly. So don't worry. It's still going to be a normal summer like we always do. It's always in the end of June and the days are still pretty long, you know, throughout the entire mm -hmm. summer. So, um, yeah, so that's the summer solstice. And, of course, the winter solstice we experience in December. And the summer mm -hmm. solstice kind of ranges between a few dates. It depends, you know, on the calendar yeah. year. Um, usually happens somewhere between June 20th and June 22nd. So it's not always on the 20th or always on the 21st. Mm -hmm. um, but let's talk about the heat, Sloan, because... Yeah, it is coming back. <laughs> it is. And just in time for the summer solstice. I mean, yes. <laughs> Mother Nature's, I guess, following the calendar. Yep, I've been saying all week that it's going to feel like summer on the first day of summer. <laughs> yeah, we have some 90s in our forecast, so. Yes, we do. It's going to be warm, and those dew points are going to rise again. And we know that when we get these hotter temperatures and these higher dew points, it makes that apparent temperature that feels like temperature a lot higher. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you, you were aware of this, Sloan, but last summer, um, you come home on your summer breaks, right? When you were at FSU or did you stay down in Florida? Yes, I do. I was home outside of Philadelphia and we had a stretch of 90 degrees yeah. plus days and it was brutal walking in the city. Yeah, then you, you know all about it. What happened in yeah. Philadelphia happened on Delmarva too. I mean, we had heat wave after heat wave last summer mm -hmm. and we had to get a, a countdown or actually I guess we were counting up. Um, the mm -hmm. amount of 90 degree days because we were experiencing so many of them. You know, it was an unusually hot summer yeah. and we ended up having 47, 47 days yeah. uh, with temperatures at or above 90 degrees in Salisbury. Yep. We were over 40. I'm going to sound like a weather nerd right now, but I kept a sticky note on my nightstand and <laughs> when the high temperature for the day would come in, I would cross off, put a tally down for those 90 plus days to keep track. Yeah just it, incredible and I know a lot of people you know they don't want they weren't too happy they were hoping for the cool down which eventually came mm -hmm. not not till like October but it eventually did arrive this summer mm -hmm. it's off to a well, it's not summer technically but this year um, mm -hmm. it's off to a slower start mm -hmm. um, so at this time last year we had already had you know several 90 degree days well, at least more than what we've had so far this year um, so we're off to a slower start, but we are expecting more 90s to come. Let's just hope it's not going to be as you know intense as, yeah. as, as last year. Well, especially year. this week, we've been seeing temperatures in the 70s for our highs. So when you guys are upset that it's not cool outside, remember, we have those few days that stalled this hotter weather. <laughs> oh, these cool days have been so nice. I don't know if you've loved it, but... I've oh, I've been going outside for walks. I know you're a dog parent, too, and I've been taking my dog out for a walk. He loves the cooler weather. Yeah. Hotter temperatures just don't agree with him. <laughs> I know. You know, and you got to take care of your pets, and that's another reminder. Yes. Uh, please, I love something you posted on your Facebook the other day, yes. your, your Twitter, um, talking about mm -hmm. how you can test the ground to make sure it's safe yeah. for your puppy's paws. You want to explain that just a little bit? Yes. So the asphalt can get up to... 40 to 
60 degrees higher than the actual temperature outside. So even if it's only, let's say, 75 degrees outside, that asphalt temperature can be over 120 degrees. It can get very hot. And let's be honest here, sometimes recipes call for you cooking at such low temperatures, you can fry an egg at that if you really put it on the asphalt. So a great way to test it is to take the back of your hand and place it on the asphalt for seven seconds. And if you can't handle it for seven seconds, neither can your furry friend because it can actually severely burn and damage their paws. And I've seen a few people who have taken their dogs out during those conditions and their dogs have had to get their paws thrown back on or they had to get something done to their paws to repair them. So it can be really damaging to your animals. Yeah, you don't want to see that or hear stories like that. And unfortunately, we hear stories like that every year. Mm -hmm. Um, We also hear stories of children and kids and pets being left in cars. Um, And to this date, we've unfortunately had several deaths Mm -hmm. um, already being left in cars. And it's been throughout the southern states, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And um, one day when someone... One of those days when a child, unfortunately, did pass, the outside temperature was only 78 degrees. And mm-hmm. they still lost their life because the cars heat up incredibly fast. Yes. It doesn't matter the temperature outside. I mean, the inside of a car heats up fast. It acts like an oven. It's constantly cooking. Exactly. The inside of a car. Yeah. It and doesn't... I think it's really great where I've seen newer cars put in those features where when you turn it off, it tells you to check in your rear seat. Yes. I think that's a great thing. But something I do since I do have my dog with me is I leave my phone in the back seat. So I remember Smart. to grab my phone. Yes. Because you like just remember, put something back there that, you know, you're going to need. And I see a lot of young parents do that too with young kids. They try to leave their purse. Um, their car keys, if they have a push-start car in the back of their car, so they know that they have their um, child, their dog, in the back of the car so they can go get them. Yeah, because these, these deaths are 100% preventable. So mm-hmm. um, put something back there that you need, so you will have to go back there so you won't forget. I know we all have busy lives and can forget things, mm-hmm. but, again, it's 100% preventable. We've already yes. had deaths due to the heat in, in cars. Um, if you have a pet or you have a kid, Always look in your car before mm-hmm. you get in and look before you leave. We always say look before you lock. Um, yeah. Always just check your car before you leave and get out and before you get in too. So those mm-hmm. are really good tips. So again, we're talking about all this heat stuff because we're getting into summer and last summer was so hot. So mm-hmm. with all that heat last year, we had so many heat advisories. We had excessive heat warnings. And I know Ulysses went over the definition of these in his weather tidbits. Uh, segment that he does for 47 ABC, which by the way, if you guys haven't checked them out yet, be sure to do that. Go to our website, 47abc.com, and you can find his weather tidbits. Um, So it's a little different than our podcast. So (laughs) we're just going to go over it really quickly and talk about the difference because they do have different meanings. And I think Sloan understands this 100% because (laughs) (laughs) she's spent time in Philly and Philly has a different definition um, than Delmarva. But we can talk about both of them, but we'll concentrate mostly on Delmarva mm-hmm. and um, just talk about a heat advisory, I guess. Um, do you have that definition pulled up? I I'm, do. I think I'm grabbing So for Delmarva, a heat advisory means that the maximum heat index is greater than 105 degrees Fahrenheit for at least three hours. And that's really for the southern part. 
the northern part of Delmarva, around where Dover is, is about two, is more than two hours. But the heat index is that feels like temperature that we've been talking about, where you have that dew point and it's feeling muggy, it's feeling uncomfortable outside, and these temperatures in the 90s, which is making it feel like it's over 105 degrees outside. Exactly. So 105 is that threshold for Delmarva mm -hmm. um, when it comes to that heat advisory. And she mentioned, you know, the, the amount of length um, that has to go uh, to reach that criteria. Um, but yeah, they usually issue that uh, within, you know, if we're expecting these conditions within the next 12 to 24 hours, if mm -hmm. they're aware of it that early. But we've already had our first heat advisory for northern Delmarva, at least. We did. Um, yeah, and that was kind of last minute, right? <laughs> yes, I posted the feels like temperatures on our social media pages, and I said it is feeling like 105 degrees in Georgetown, and you texted me within 30 seconds of me posting that thing. Did you see the heat advisor that just <laughs> came out after you posted it? <laughs> I'm telling you, they read your Twitter. They did. They were inspired. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we all, we all always check the National Weather Service. They're the mm -hmm. ones that issue, you know, these advisories and, the, and these warnings. But, you know, we can't issue our own warnings. So yeah. she posted the heat index to let everyone know to be safe and to maybe drink a lot of water and to just use extra, you know, be extra cautious. And then, yeah, a few seconds later, the heat advisory was issued. So <laughs> we're probably going to get more of those, of course, throughout mm -hmm. the summer as statistically we get hotter. Um, as we go into June and into July. Yes. So then there's an excessive heat warning. So there's heat yes. advisory and then excessive heat warning. So the heat advisory is heat index of 105 or greater and the excessive heat warning is 110 degrees mm -hmm. or higher when it comes to the heat index. So yes, that's the so that is hot. That is feeling you know, when you're outside and you feel the dew points and you really can't breathe that well, you know, feeling heavy outside and then it's just hot. You can feel the sun beating down you. These are these types of temperatures. Yeah, and, and that's when it can really affect those who are mm -hmm. in the sensitive category. We could get very yes. um, bad air quality. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the elderly, the very young children, those with asthma who have trouble breathing sometimes and this type of air mass. And that's when yeah. it just gets really dangerous with you know heat index mm -hmm. values of 110 or greater. So it, it can get scary. Something that's really great is when these advisories and warnings are put out is that the National Weather Service makes it a point for to tell the public to check on their neighbors, check on their families, check on those at-risk populations because this can hurt them more than it can hurt the average person. So it's great that they're telling people to check in on others because they really need to during excessive heat like this. Right. And I love how we usually all come together as a community mm -hmm. and there are actually, you know, cooling centers that yes. are set up. And you know, I remember those from last summer in Philadelphia. Yeah. And the homeless can go in there because we need to think about our homeless too, you know, mm -hmm. who are out there. And a lot of them are at risk too and need, need help and assistance. So um, when we get heat that high that's when we're you know cooling centers are open and we just need to be extra cautious and mm -hmm. um, check in on our friends and family and and those who are at risk you said it well Sloan um, and, and when then, you see that these advisories and warnings are out but you're looking at you know our seven-day forecast and you see that we have those mostly sunny skies 
that doesn't mean it's a great day to go outside and do something because any activity in this heat can be life-threatening. So yeah. you need to just make sure that you are staying aware with us on 4780 feet because we do post all of these advisories and warnings for you to see. But yeah. being outside during these times isn't the best thing to do. You, you really want to beat the heat when you see temperatures like this. Right, and, you know, use that air condition if you're lucky enough to have mm -hmm. it. We don't all have it. So, yes. as I said, um, always check on those neighbors. And I know with, you know, COVID-19 going on and states finally reopening, people are excited to get out and, mm -hmm. and spend some time outside. But if you do do that, you know, just check the weather forecast. Mm -hmm. Make sure the air quality is good. Make sure there's no problems with the heat. Um, and then last but not least, there's an excessive heat watch. And that's, you know pretty rare on Delmarva. It happens. I see a lot of them issued for Philly. <laughs> but don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia, yeah, they're just really briefly, Philadelphia's criteria is, is I don't know why. You Do you know why? Have they explained it? The criteria is just lower. I don't know if there's more at-risk population. Perhaps. I think it's the population and the population, like the at-risk part and the density of the population because um, it covers South Jersey, which is heavily populated, especially in the summer months with everybody heading down to the Jersey Shore. And yeah. Philadelphia is an urban center. It's them, Baltimore, and D.C. are the closest ones to us here on Delmarva. So it's a very populated area, too. Right, because the heat, ex uh, heat warning is ex excessive heat warnings issued for the Philadelphia area for temperatures up to 105. And mm -hmm. for Delmarva, that would just be a heat advisory. Um, yeah. And then the heat advisory is issued for temperatures up to 100, or heat index up to 100 in the Philly mm -hmm. area. But for us, that would not even be an advisory or, or a warning. So, mm -hmm. again, it's based off population, at-risk communities. And, again, yes. maybe the heat, or the heat island effect, you know, the city, yes. the amount of people there. You don't even get relief at night. No, you, know? you don't. It stays hot. I worked the night shift a few times in Philadelphia at my internship, and I would walk out, and it would still be in the 80s at 10 o'clock at night it was staying warm yeah and probably heat index around 90 or so you know yeah at that time so <laughs> but you know what going to school in florida i really think it is based on that population yeah and those at-risk populations that we didn't really have these excessive heat warnings and watches issued that much because the heat was always there right yeah and for an area like ours you know, we don't mm -hmm. always get heat. So mm -hmm. it's not rare. It happens in the summer, but it's mm -hmm. something we go months without, you know. Yeah, and it's we, only a few months to yeah. of it. It's a fraction of the year. Yeah, so we have to have those, you know, warnings and watches. But um, about that excessive heat watch, again, that's issued when they're expecting an excessive heat warning type event of heat mm -hmm. index of 110 or higher within the next 24 to 48 hours. So that's yeah. just when they know well ahead of time and they can give us that early warning, then they issue mm -hmm. that excessive heat watch, which would either be upgraded to an excessive heat warning or a heat advisory would be issued, yep. depending. So I think that's everything. I did want to mention again, we had 47 90 degree days last year and you know, heat wave after heat wave and those 90s began before mm -hmm. the summer solstice. Now, they've already begun before the summer solstice this year, too. We've already had a few, you know, 90-degree days. So mm -hmm. just we be did. We did have our hottest day at 93 in Salisbury, wasn't it, uh, a week and a half ago now? Yeah. Um, 
we had some pretty hot weather and the heat index values, like I said, have been higher. So that mm -hmm. also, you know, goes into play. But yeah, we did have mm -hmm. a pretty hot day. I'm actually checking the, the record for sure. 93. Yeah, we've had two days at 93. And that yep, was so we've already been feeling the heat. Mm -hmm. And especially this weekend where we're seeing this temperatures creep back into the 90s. We're going to be warm. The dew points, I looked at our future dew points for the end of this week, and we're getting back closer to the 70 degree mark, which is when it starts to feel uncomfortable outside. Right. So we're going to see these heat, the heat index really rise heading into the weekend. Absolutely. Just in time for the summer solstice. Yep, and Father's Day. Yes, don't forget Father's Day coming up on Sunday. So. Yes. All right, Sloan. Well, I'm so happy you were able to join me today for the WeatherWise podcast. I look forward to working with you for now, for now on and um, doing more podcasts in the future. I'm so happy to finally be a part of the WeatherWise podcast and be part of Delmarva and call it home. Awesome. Glad to have you here. And we will see you guys next Wednesday for WeatherWise, where, of course, we always bring you some weather wisdom. Take care.